from the Utah School Counselors Association, this is The Sounding Board, where school counselors share ideas. I'm Nate Webb, school counselor, USCA board member, and every week I'll be speaking with different counselors and professionals that will be giving us valuable information in our counseling world. We cannot wait for you to hear these ideas. Let's get to it. What is up, everybody, and welcome back to The Sounding Board from the Utah School Counselors Association. I'm your host, Nate Webb, and I have here with me Jeremiah Bridge of the Utah Career Center. Welcome, Jeremiah, to the show. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Nathan. I appreciate the opportunity to be here and speak with you. Thanks a lot. Absolutely. I love getting to learn about new tools and resources and things for school counselors because it can be a complicated mess being a school counselor, trying to give all the tools and resources to everybody. And especially right now, I feel like for the past, I don't know, 10, 15 years, um, like universities specifically has been put on a huge pedestal. And so a lot of the like hidden gems that kids don't know about right now are things that may not include university, but still end you with a very satisfying and rewarding life and career. Um, so tell us a little bit about what is the Utah Career Center exactly? And what what is it in, for some of those people who don't know? Yeah, thanks. So the Utah Career Center is a five-year apprenticeship program. Applicants for our program can choose one or two paths. So they can either choose to go into the HVAC side of things, or they can go uh, down the plumbing, pipe fitting, and welding um, path. So they um, they don't have to have any previous experience. They don't have to have had, you know, stepped foot on a construction site before. We can take them in right out of high school. Um, no previous experience. They, they, they start off making um, a little over $22 an hour without previous experience. So, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. $22 an hour. No (laughs) previous experience, just a high school diploma. That's right. So they just have to have a high school diploma or GED. Um, So one of those two things, 18 years of age, and and that's all they need. They can make 22, 25 an hour start now. Man. Uh, They'll go to work full time and they only come to school nine hours a week and then have a long summer off. So middle of April um, until about the third week of August, they have off for summer. So yeah, it's just nine hours a week and they work full time. Now, a, a lot of people, they have this mis- misconception with the trades, right? HVAC, construction, and whatever it may be. They, yeah. they have this misconception that A, it's not for girls, and B, it's not for smart people. People think that the trades are your backup in case, in case university doesn't go well. Um, I am interested. Um, what are the numbers like as far as like female enrollment in, the, in, in those trades? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, at our school here, so we're just sitting right at about 294 apprentices. Um, we used to only have about two girls um, per, you know, that 300 rough rough number. Now we're sitting at about uh, 20 um, girls in our program. Um, women in the trades um, excel doing what we do. Um, we have some women here who are in management positions already, even as apprentices. Really? They make the same amount of money per contract as the men in the program. And they're rock stars. That's what, you know, I call them. They're just our rock stars. They, they're good welders. They're good pipe fitters. And they're moving right into managerial, you know, roles. And we, we love it. So they do really, they do really, really well. So counselors, if, if you're, if you're listening to this and you have a student who is a female who loves to do stuff with their hands and is a good fit for this stuff, don't let that stereotype discourage you from encouraging them to maybe go check out the Utah career center and trades that they might enjoy for a living. 
Um, I love that. And it's crazy how much it's growing, like how many more females and girls and people who aren't the stereotypical, you know, high school failure boy who couldn't get a job. It's like, no, the trades can be plan A. Yeah, this can be the plan. This can be the career. It doesn't have to be your backup. No, definitely. Like, so just case in point, I, you know, growing up, it was always, you know, you have to go to college. If you right. go to college, it means you just didn't quite make it. So I actually went down the college path and entered into a, you know, um, entered into a program to study mechanical engineering and I was bored. Like I was mm-hmm. on honor roll and it just wasn't for me. So it wasn't that I wasn't smart enough or motivated enough. It just, for me, that route wasn't challenging enough. So somebody uh, that enters into our program at the end of the five years, they're making on the check fifty two fifty nine an hour. Um, with their total package, they're making sixty three an hour. So that's insurance, um, two pensions added on top of that. They're making you know just about at one hundred thousand or a little over one hundred thousand dollars a year. So uh, we don't classify it as as an unskilled or, or dumbed down trade. We actually look for the elite. That's what I like to refer it to. So yeah. more like the people that can't make it at college need to come see us because they're going to make a lot of money and they're going to be debt free when they do it. Yeah. Well, well, also something that to consider a lot of people see that it's a five-year apprenticeship program and they're like, wait a minute, bachelor's degree is only four years. I'm like, okay, but also, I mean, college has its place. Don't get me wrong, but um, those five years you're getting paid. You are getting paid while you're in the program. Correct. That's right. So you work full time. Again, you're working about 40 hours a week and then come to school nine hours a week. So you're making money and uh, tuition, you know, and I'm thankful, you know, that college was there for me if I wanted it. It's there for my kids if I want it. But like uh, my boy is right at that age, right? So he's 20 and he's looking, okay, what are my options? Do right. I college right or do I, do I go this other route? And and yeah, so um, uh, our tuition here, again, we're a 501c3, so we don't make money off of um, the apprentices or tuition or anything like that, but it's $1,200 a year to come to school here. $1,200 a year, That's a right. year. A year, not semester, a year. That's like less than the cost of books for a lot of universities, guys. That's right. Like that is crazy talk. And then once they get through the five-year apprenticeship, which they're getting paid at the start, 20 bucks an hour, clear the crap up to, you know, six figures a year um, Mm -hmm. when they finish. And then once they finish and they transition out of the program, how does job placement go? Yeah. So um, I like that question because that's one of the top questions that we get as applicants come in to apply for our program. So once they're entered into the apprenticeship program, they are placed, um, uh, you know, with our contractors. So we handle all of the, you know, placement for them uh, as uh, we have uh, an office that people can call and as jobs become available, they can be dispatched out to those jobs. So they don't even have to seek for a job. We've got an office that'll handle all of that for them. Um, you know, the idea, uh, you know, is like a lot of the women, like you mentioned that, um, Nathan, in the trade is once they get a good, reliable worker, the contractors like to hold on to them. So there's not a lot of job seeking, but if in the event that there is, uh, we handle all of that for them. They don't have to handle that on their own. Really? So once they, so there is no really transitioning out of the program because the program finds them a job. There's, they get into the program and when they leave the program, the program finds them a job, a career. And they don't have to go job hunting on their own or anything like that. That's because I know a lot of colleges. I mean, I went to Utah State, love the school, um, got my bachelor's there, got my master's there. Yeah. But like that was on me to find my internship. It was on me to find my job after college. Like I had to go seeking it out. Yeah. And that is so cool that people in your program don't have to do that. 
yeah, it's like me. I started my apprenticeship and 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 worked for the same company, uh, you know, from the very first year of uh, being an apprentice until I journeyed out after year five, and I continued to work them for additional um, ten years before I came to work here. So <laughs> it was nice. That is so crazy and nice, and I feel like it's such it's so underrated and under under discussed right now in the realm of education. I feel like just now we're finally starting to take universities off of the pedestal and, or at least bringing trades up to the same level, because, you know, like we said, there was always that stereotype that you didn't make it. If you're not going to college, that if you're doing a trade or construction that, you know, it was your backup is your plan B, but I feel like the conversation is slowly starting to the pendulum starting to swing the other way. And it's kind of balance out. So where the, you know, colleges and universities aren't on such a high pedestal that, you know, these labor jobs that are amazing careers are starting to be seen as equals and not plan B's. Yeah, that's what we're seeing more and more of. I think the tide has definitely um, turned. And again, we always tell everybody, you know, it's college is, you know, essential for some uh, professions, but I think we're, we're overlooked. We were like the best kept, you know, the trades have been the best kept secret. And I think that that secret is out and we're thankful for that and mm-hmm. make a lot of money and provide for your family and have good insurance. And yeah, uh, it's, it's, I'm, I'm thankful for it. And a, and a lot of our apprentices are, and we just want to get the word out for, for people who, you know, just so that they know there is another option and it's, it's, it's an equal option in my mind. And so what are some of the things that Utah school counselors probably don't know about when it comes to the program that you'd like them to know about some things that are like, well, did you know that this, this is here? Yeah, I think um, the biggest thing that I want them to know, Nathan, is our facility, right? So we're a state of the art facility. We're out by the airport. And a lot of people are like, I never knew that your school even existed. And so our building is, you know, um, built around our trade. So you go into you know, a community college or another university and you're in a classroom, our building is actually built around the trade. So it looks different. You walk into it and it's just, uh, you know, you have to see it for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I think I would mention along the lines with that is just the ease of applying. You know, a lot of people think that it's a difficult thing to do and, and a lot of paperwork involved, but literally you just show up in person and the process is very streamlined and very easy to do. What is that process for applying for those for those people listening who might be interested in themselves or have students they know that are interested? What is that process for applying? Excellent. Yeah. So everybody that wants to apply for the program needs to apply in person. So they have to actually have to come in person and pick up an application process. And again, there's just the four things that they need um, to apply. Nathan, and that's that they need to be at least 18 years of age or older. We've had some 17 year olds uh, come in. Unfortunately, they're too young to apply. So you do have to be 18. Uh, again, you do have to either have the high school diploma or the GED. You have okay. to pass a back or a, a drug test, excuse me, and bring in your your high school transcripts, and that's that's it. The rest of it we take from there, and and you you're in the process of getting in. We take care of the rest and notify the the applicant, and we hold interviews twice a year. Um, we're busy enough to where we hold uh, three times a year, um, but but yeah, usually in the spring and in the fall we take in uh, rounds of applicants. So. And then about how many applicants do you accept versus those who apply? Do you ever have to turn people away because there's so many who apply or you have not had that wonderful problem yet? Yeah, it used to be um, we did have to turn them away. Um, luckily, we live, uh, you know, Utah has its own kind of little micro economy. We're kind of different than the rest of the nation and things are really good uh, in the construction world. So we take in on average right now, right now over the last two years, about 100 apprentices a year. 
Um, so, you know, each round is about 50 to, um, apprentices that were taken in, where in years past it was, you know, probably half of that. So now is a really good time to come in and, and, and we're really busy and we're thankful for that. That's awesome. So for a while you haven't had to turn students away. That's right. That is awesome. And it, like you guys heard, now is the time. If you have any interest at all, now is the time. Utah is in its own little bubble a little bit to where construction is not doing half too bad. Um, the, tra- the trades are, are sitting in a wonderful place, whereas the rest of the nation economy is not maybe doing as well as Utah is because we're better. Yeah. Let's be honest here. Utah's just the best. I mean, <laughs> that's, right? that's right. I 100% agree. <laughs> <laughs> well, in closing, any, any last remarks you'd have for school counselors that you want us to know about? Any last things, words of advice when they're talking to kids, considering this, the, the, the coming over to you guys and doing your program? Yeah, two quick things, Nathan. I mean, just one is just let them know the options. Hopefully, um, counselors are doing that now, and and we appreciate that because before it was, you know, they didn't know that options were available. So mm-hmm. uh, they're, you know, um, people at that age that are just coming out of college are facing hard enough decisions that it is. But if if they know that, you know, there there are other options, that makes life a little bit uh, easier in my mind. At least for my kids, I I see that that it makes things easier when they know there that there's option. Uh, and then number two is just we're available for tours. We give out tours daily, weekly, uh, you know, sometimes on a daily basis. And once uh, people see our facility, they fall in love with it. And it makes the decision easier if that's what they're planning on doing. And how can people set up a tour so they can come on over and check you guys out? That's right. So all they have to do is uh, look up the Utah Career, Center, uh, Utah Career Center, call us, and we'll schedule an appointment and make it easy for them. There you go. So if you guys are interested in getting a tour, checking them out, I'll have their contact info linked in the podcast description. Um, They got a website and they got a phone number. You guys can call them, check them out, look at everything um, and use them as the fantastic resource that they are. Um, Thank you so much, Jeremiah, for coming on today's episode. We're always so grateful when we get people on to give us, let us know about awesome resources and tools that we can help serve our students with. And thank you, listener, for listening to today's episode of The Sounding Board from the Utah School Counselors Association. Hope you all have a wonderful day, and we'll see you on the next one. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Sounding Board. Email thesoundingboard at utschoolcounselor.org to send us your questions and ideas. If you like our podcast, please rate and review our show. It helps other school counselors find us. Links and additional information for any references from today's episode are in our show notes. Check out our website at utschoolcounselor.org where you can listen to past podcast episodes, register for any of our professional development opportunities, and become a member of the Utah School Counselor Association. USCA members also receive bi-monthly newsletters to stay up to date on current Utah School Counseling news, events, and issues. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at UT School Counselor and on Twitter at USCA Tweets. The mission of the Utah School Counselor Association is to support professional school counselors in their work for students through advocacy, professional development, recognition, and support. This podcast would not be possible without the support of our members. We'll have more ideas to share with you next week. Let's go. Let's go.